The roots of our Lenten season have everything to do with those who are in formation to become Catholic. And uh, this morning at our 9 o'clock Mass, this being the first Sunday of Lent, we send our catechumen, which we did at 9, off to the right of election at the cathedral this evening. And uh, this morning for this Mass, uh, right after uh, my homily, we will be sending off our candidates for that right as well. So in this season of Lent is really, its beginnings have to do with that formation of Christians in the early church. And then it's over the course of time that others seeing how deeply they were, the, the new folks were called to enter into life in the community, the, the rest of the community wanted to take part in that as well. And that's how the season of Lent uh, developed and, and happened over time. So we find ourselves in the beginnings of the season, and, and again, I am hopeful for everyone here that it is a season to, to really, um, well, to enjoy. Uh, it, this is one of my, well, quite frankly, I think my favorite times of the year, uh, because it's a time uh, for some conversion, a time for some change, a time uh, uh, to look deep within and see what needs to be different. And hopefully by the time we get to the end of Lent, we are different. We have had that experience. So it's about some self-improvement. And there are two rules of self-improvement. Number one, that it will be difficult. And number two, that it will be worth it. The end of the season, what we go through with this Lenten practice will have been worth it. On several occasions, um, surprisingly, I've had someone come into the confessional and begin with, bless me, Father, for I have sinned, but it was by accident. And I'm like, by accident? You know, everything that we do is by choice. You know, there are no accidents in our behavior. You, you, you make the choice to tell the off-color joke. You've chosen to do that. If you use foul language, you've made that choice. You know, if you get into some name-calling, uh, we choose the words that come out of our mouths. We gossip. We've made a choice. We lie. We cheat. We steal. We have made a choice. It's all choices. No accidents. We did it. I did it. No one else did it. And when we think of temptation, you know, we think of the urge to do something that we know we should not do. And sometimes that temptation comes from within our own hearts, and sometimes it comes from another. And the sense of Scripture is that Every temptation should really be called a test. And it is these temptations that we have in our lives. They are tests of our loyalty to God. And it's a test of our character. I remember growing up, and uh, well, I still kind of 
have this happen from time to time. My father kind of nagging me about my character, you know, working on it, building it, making it be a good character. And I look back over his life, he's still living, and I think about the kind of man that he wanted me to be because of the kind of man that he is, a man of character. I cannot think of one thing in my life where I ever witnessed my father do anything wrong. And it was always, quite frankly, about trying to be that, that better man in the world, trying to be a, a presence of Christ to other people, his children, all ten of them, and uh, everyone else who, who came along through life as well. You know, clearly, Adam's loyalty to God was being tested, as was the, the loyalty of Jesus in our readings today. And in both cases, the tempter is, is not so much interested in, in getting either Adam or Jesus to do something wrong. Rather, the tempter is trying to find out if each of them would be loyal. And of course, Adam fails the test, and Jesus passes it. Every human person has to discover their true character. And to do so, we have to put ourselves to the test. And Jesus did this by going out into the wilderness, free of all of the distractions. You know, he, he went out there to face himself. And that's what the season of Lent is all about. It's an opportunity to do the same, to go out into the desert, you know, to spend time, more time, with the Lord. So Jesus is free of all these distractions, and, uh, and we're called to do the same. And our gospel readings for these first three weeks of Lent, they will speak to us over and over again about new beginnings, about starting over. And the word Lent itself comes from the Old English lengthen, which means springtime. And we look forward to this season. You know, here, hopefully, very shortly, the green will begin to appear and the leaves of the trees and the, the grass as it rises up out of the ground. And, uh, you know, all new things come before us. Gives you that really giddy kind of feeling about uh, the freshness and newness of life. And these readings will also speak to us of the call to holiness, the call for justice in the world. You know, altogether, these readings will speak to us about conversion, about changing our hearts. And the readings of the first three weeks of Lent will also speak of fasting and prayer and almsgiving. And these readings should do that. And they need to do that for us because fasting and prayer and almsgiving are the tools that Jesus gives to us so that we might experience that conversion to Christ. Now, God created Adam, and it's a name which more or less means creature of the earth. And today we are reminded that we each and every one of us are created and that we are not the creator. 
And so this reminds us, as we were reminded on Ash Wednesday, that we are dust, and unto dust we shall return. It's very, very important for us to remember who and what we are. And the story of Adam is the story that humankind sometimes forgets. You know, Adam was told not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And this does not mean that, that God wanted us to be just simple creatures. In the scriptures, knowledge, knowledge is not just the stuff of the intellect. Knowledge in the scriptures implies having an intimate relationship with someone. And that intimate relationship that we are called to have, the someone is God, is Jesus Christ. You know, our Protestant brothers and sisters talk about that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, we're not supposed to be any different. As Catholic Christians, that's the work of our lives, that, that intimate relationship with the Lord. And to really know someone is to be close enough to them to understand them and to know what makes them tick. And so the journey of life is to try as best we can to find out what makes God tick so that we can figure out what should make us tick. God created us to have that intimate relationship with him. And when Genesis tells us that Adam ate of the tree, in part, what we are being told is that Adam was looking for, for some autonomy, some ability to live without dependence on God. And the temptation of Adam was to think more highly of himself than, well, than he should. You know, to believe that, that we can have any kind of existence apart from God, well, that is arrogance of the very worst kind. You know, we must remember who made us. And in the first test of humanity, we failed. We chose ourselves over God. And what we hear then today in the gospel is the balancing act of creation. We hear that there is a different way. That Jesus shows us that this isn't all about us. Jesus' mission was to follow the will of God the Father. And each temptation that he faced was a test of his willingness to be obedient as well. Where Adam fails, Jesus does not. And Jesus' choice here is to love his Father more than his very own life. His choice, his act of love, serves then as an example that we too can love God. 
Jesus did not go into the desert to make a restful retreat. Jesus went into the desert to face his temptations. And there was no surprise for him that he was tempted. There's no surprise for us. The temptations are there. The season is a time to look at that and to, to do some practicing on how to overcome it. We're offered this opportunity every year because we know we fail at it and we have to go back and, and work on it some more. Which is so very important for us. Lent is a time for us to go out into the desert ourselves and to test. And we use the tools that have been given to us of fasting and prayer and almsgiving. And the fast is, the fast is not only to give up food, but it is to put aside all of those things that distract us from God. You know, Lent should involve much more prayer than what is normal for us. You know, we see the daily mass swell a little bit during Lent because people are trying to get there more than once a week, and I would certainly invite all of you to think about that. Um, take some time, and I know with so many young families here in the parish, this is very difficult, but get yourself someplace where you can be in quiet prayer with the Lord. If do that something extra during Lent. You might not be able to do it all year long, but, but take some time now to do that. You know, in intense prayer, we become more aware of who God is and who we are and also who we are not. And almsgiving, almsgiving is the practice of justice. And quite frankly, it's one thing to fast, to deny ourselves something, but it's another thing to give whatever it is that we are fasting from to the poor. When we fast from food, will someone else be able to eat? And what we choose for Lent as a penance should not be easy. And as fearful as it might be, it should be something that forces us to face our own temptations. And in facing them, we will learn that choosing to be loyal to God is very possible.